All right, hey, everybody. So this is going to be a, a little bit of a potpourri episode, and I'll give you some forewarning, even though I haven't recorded this episode, uh, so I don't know what to expect. Uh, but this could get personal, like just uh, as uh, to, to frame the timing. When, when you hear this, it'll be in the future for me. But this is like a strange uh, coalescence of things. Like episode 700 is about to come out. So we'll have some look backs at uh, the show. And this will be a look back in a different way. Because uh, actually this is going to be the last uh, thing I record here in the climbing closet where I've recorded, I think, every episode. Well, not every episode. But it's, uh, probably of uh, the six, 700 plus episodes of Sleep With Me. Like at least 680 have been recorded here in the climbing closet. Maybe 675. I don't know if episode one was recorded here or two. I can't even, honestly, I can't think. I can't, I, I know early episodes were though. I just don't know if the first two or three, I don't know where I recorded those to be honest. So I just want to talk about like a little bit of the history of, uh, I don't know. Talk about the climbing closet. Where, 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 what's happening? I mean, it's nothing major. So, and uh, yeah, no, no, a little bit of perspective. But I have a feeling, and I haven't done like a real personal episode that some of my story will leak in here, and I'll try to do it in the most lulling, soothing way I can. But uh, you know, we all have our own uh, like ups and downs, uh, and this is like a time uh, for uh, gratitude-based reflection in a positive way. Uh, so I'm sitting here in the climbing closet. So let me give you, like, I, I don't know if I've ever walked everybody through a bit by bit of the climbing closet, or if I have, it's been in the FAQ or a, a long time ago. And I guess this, like, I'll try to push the personal history stuff to more of the middle. But yeah, uh, but uh, so where the climbing closet is and all that. But when I say climbing closet, I mean... Like, this closet is a narrow, like you say, oh, it's a walk-in closet. This one is not, because I live in a four-unit building that was once a house that got converted into four separate apartments. And so I don't know what this closet was before. Like, to my left is my back, like, if my left elbow is against a wall, and the other side of the wall is my bathroom, I think my sink is, like, right up against my elbow, and then to the right wall is my daughter's bedroom. Uh, to my back is another wall that goes into the hallway between the kitchen, my daughter's bedroom, the bathroom, and the living room, which is my bedroom. And uh, the closet is like if both my elbows are at my sides, that's how wide it is. And... It's it uh, so it's like a hallway. It, it, you can climb back here, and it's long. And when I was first, uh, I don't know, remember when I decided, but I said, "Huh, I wonder if I could use the back of that closet." I was trying to find some place to record, and I said, "Oh, maybe this closet will work." And here's what's outfitted in here. Maybe I start with that because it's pretty busy back here. And some of it I've, like, hinted at or whatever. So underneath me is a carpet uh, that was in my living room for a while. I've talked about that because I know people have interacted with me. And it's, like, a cheap carpet I bought on uh, a website. Kind of as a joke, I had it in my living room for a little while. Like, it was something you kind of see spray-painted on the side of a 70s van. 
And then I realized, because this hardwood floor in the closet, I said, okay, I'll need, uh, let me put that carpet in there, because it's like, uh, my daughter didn't like it. It was pretty embarrassing carpet, uh, and it was of a forest friend, uh, like in some pixelated, like, 8-bit uh, brown and black colors. Yeah, so that's what's underneath me. Then I'm sitting in a, a chair, an office chair from Ikea, that's been in my life, I don't even know how long. Maybe I bought it specifically for the podcast, and it's one of the, like, I don't know if they even still sell it. It's one of the least expensive ones because it's really small. And I presume this chair will be coming with me, and I'll record in it. for. I don't, this chair's never had a name. I'm sorry that I never named you, Cherry, and that's a name of another character. So that's just a name, a friendly pet name I was calling you until I name you. Uh, but the chair's not terribly comfortable, but if I my back's against the backrest, I'm sitting up straight, and it's not uncomfortable. So it's like, and it has like a gray fabric on the back and the seat, and the back is kind of like right in where my lumbar area is, and above that it's open, so it's not one of those high-backed chairs. And that's nice, So my, I guess because I get hot, so maybe because my shoulders and stuff can have some air. Uh, also, the floor uh, it uh, it's it's a bit busy, but but uh, like because uh, I don't always clean. I'm not super uh, uh, consistent about picking up like notes and stuff. So it has a couple of frequent fearless flyers from like literally last year, and some like a, a piece of paper I print out for like sponsor reads. It has a it has an expo marker and a whiteboard that I used to use. When we were trying to get, uh, like, uh, in a attempt when we were trying to get, like, 10% of listeners to support the show and keep it at three episodes a month, uh, it was doing a lot of live streams and trying to use uh, uh, the whiteboard to get people on board. Uh, then there's, like, an iPhone charger that looks like it's probably past its prime on the floor in case my phone gets low on battery. I don't see anywhere to plug it in. And then, like, a headphone splitter, that was another thing when I was trying to do more live streams. And an LED candle uh, that I broke, I dropped uh, when I was using it in here once. And I think that's it on the floor. Then on all on all three walls uh, are uh, moving blankets that I bought at uh, Harbor Freight or whatever it's called. And they're actually half-moving blankets, so they're moving blankets I cut in half. And they do a nice job, of just so it sounds better than the bare walls, a uh, nice uh, sound-dampening thing. The moving blankets will be coming. Don't worry, uh, uh, Blankies, uh, you're coming with me. You're gonna, you're, you, we need you at the new place. Uh, so they're coming along. I don't know about the carpet on the floor. I'll have to see what I'm going to do with that. Uh, don't worry. We won't get rid of you. But, uh, yeah, so there's a moving blanket on all three sides and then one across across the closet rod above my head uh, to also create kind of like a tighter space, a uh, smaller space. And all of it's connected to the walls. And uh, a, a, a slap dash away, would that be a, a apt description? Uh, then in front of me, to my left, is uh, clothes. The first thing is a raincoat 
that if I ever had a formal event that I also needed a raincoat for, it's like a, a dress raincoat. Is I think I got it as a gift when I like uh, literally when I graduated from uh, university, so a long time ago. And it probably needs. It looks like it needs to be cleaned. Uh, I don't know if you have to bring that to a dry cleaner, uh, but I keep it here just in case. I mean, I'll have it for one of those events. I think it's a it's a beltless raincoat, which I remember was a thing, uh, or maybe it wasn't, and maybe that's why I got it as a gift. Uh, uh, and then behind it is other clothes going to the into the closet rod. Uh, when the clothes tr- and those are my clothes, and then there's like a thing when I was hanging things with shoes. Uh, then behind that is my daughter's dresser, with some uh, shirts above that. Then to my right is a bunch of old drapes. Like where I climb in, I climb through the, I go uh, to the side of these drapes. Like so, they're blocking the climb inside to to dampen the sound and just absorb some sound. So there's no sound reflecting, which will probably give it a more hollow, uh, less uh, like a calming, and it it creates a nice space. Uh, uh, to where I feel safe and where I can carve out a safe place and say, huh, uh, here we are. Like, uh, let's spend some time together. Let me carry you off into dreamland. Now, lighting in here has always been a bit of a challenge, and uh, power is a challenge in my apartment. Uh, because uh, So the closet has one light, a very typical clo- like closet light, uh, bare light bulb that you pull the string on. Yeah, but that's on the other side of the drapes, so really uh, not enough. So then on the floor is just like the the chair I'm sitting in from a previous life uh, when I had a chair and a desk uh, is a IKEA table lamp. Uh, and I don't even think they make the light bulb for this lamp anymore. I, I don't because I remember I said I need a new light bulb for it. Because the light bulb still works, but it, you, you, this is the kind of quality craftsmanship they have there. And I'm not joking. I mean, for an affordable level, it, like the light bulb has a crack and it still works somehow. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just imagining it. Uh, and that provides the majority of my light from the floor because it's sitting. It's a desk lamp, but it's on the floor. But it's like got that uh, flexible neck uh, so I can remove it around. Then I also have like a string of LED lights that I don't always use above me, but I need those when I have to read because then I need light above, you know. Uh, but I don't always turn those on, mostly because I forget. Well, also because of the power. So we'll get to the power in a minute. Then all to my upper right is a uh, uh, one of those like holders you would get for your phone. Uh, that you say, well, I want to watch my phone. I want to attach it to my desk or my headboard of my bed or something that you would buy for, I think, for, for like uh, five bucks. Uh, it, like you, you, you click, it just holds your phone and then you clamp it to your desk and you can, it has a little bit of a flexible uh, wire or something. And I use that to hold, it'll, it'll fit the small Amazon Kindle I have, like the seven inch or whatever. So I use that uh, if I need my phone or to watch uh, Star Trek or Doctor Who or The Good Place or GOT on either my phone or this uh, old Kindle I have. Uh, Then directly in front of me 
is another slightly upgraded like a version of the same thing. It's just a little bit more heavy duty because it holds an iPad. And they have an iPad, actually. The iPad is like a, this is another sign of craftsmanship. I'm pretty sure the iPad is from at least 2012, if not like 2011 or 10. It probably is from 2010. And that's another thing I'll use to read notes or I don't really watch a video on it um, for the podcast. I still watch a video on it for, you know, uh, for myself if like I'm trying to cook and watch a basketball game. Yeah, but uh, that's what I'll use to, to, to do reading if I, if I have stuff uh, or for reading reviews or, or whatever. Uh, so that's hanging from a closet rod. The one on the right is hanging from a hook that you're supposed to hook like a jacket or a sweatshirt on. Uh, then to the left of that is another uh, phone holder, just like the one on the other side. But instead of holding a phone, that's holding a battery pack uh, for the recorder. Uh, then also above me is a boom arm from boom, that was donated to the show by Boom Boom Brian, a new one. And the boom is actually upside down because that's it's a boom that's meant to be Again, clamped to a desk. Uh, so all these things are clamped to, to, to stuff above me instead of a desk at my level. So they've all taken a bit of, uh, you know, Scoot's design. Yeah, but so the boom is hanging. It's attached, I think, to uh, the shelf at the top of the closet or the closet rod. And uh, that holds a microphone. Uh, but it's also, like, tied to the... Because it's not supposed to be coming from above, it's also tied to, uh, like, I have a bunch of uh, ties tying it to the closet rod. Because obviously I wouldn't want it to fall and drop the mic. You know, if I'm going to be dropping the mic, it's going to be not not on this podcast. Uh, I say, I dropped the mic and fell. I mean, I could fall asleep and it would still be, the mic would still be there. And that ends right here where I am at your ears at my microphone which in its current incar- incarnation is, uh, what is this, uh, Shure, 80, uh, Shure uh, Beta 87A, I think, is the microphone we have. And that became, it was a recommendation I saw from Marco Arment. Uh, and this is like our one, two, three, this is a fourth iteration of microphones for Sleep With Me. But probably the longest or the second, I think this is the longest microphone we've had. Uh, Though I can't be sure of it. I'm pretty sure we've been using this for at least since 2016, maybe 2015, uh, nonstop, except like on location stuff. Now, to keep the technical things going, the microphone has a microphone cable. That goes up uh, and out of the closet to the shelf, the the bookshelf or whatever, the closet shelf, uh, and it goes into our preamp, which is a, a DBX286X or S or something. And it's necessary to kind of, uh, a preamp powers the mic because uh, this is a, a mic that needs power. And it also, it makes the sound like, uh, it, like it makes the sound hearable, like um, it amplifies the sound. Now, the nice thing about the 286XS or whatever I have is also it has uh, a couple other knobs on there. One knob helps with sibilance. So I have, like, uh, it, it uh, 
remove the sibilance. Uh, like, so if I, what I just said would be really squeaky and, and have a harsher sound, it, or I could, I guess I would get, I wouldn't let the episode come out. So I'd fix that in post-production, but it saves a step in post-production and just reduces the sibilance because I'm really close to the mic. Uh, and it's important for me to be comfortable in your ears. I'm also pretty good at getting rid of sibilance, but I'm also used to using this setup, so I kind of rely on it. And then it also has something like a noise gate, uh, which just helps uh, not let outside noises in between pauses. Like, uh, it doesn't get rid of background noise. I mean, it does get rid of some background noise, but, like, uh, I don't know, it just helps uh, reduce some of the extra noise that might be going on outside of here. And then I haven't always used this, but it also has a high-pass filter, which gets rid of some of the rumbling noise. And I've gone back and forth between using that, but uh, lately there's just been, uh, like, a lot of rumbling, like we're near airport and stuff. So I've, I've kept it on probably for at least the last year. Uh, so that gets rid of just uh, some of the rumbling noise. Like, if an, airplane, if an airplane's right overhead, I have to stop recording or pause, but if you like an airplane's like in the distance, it should get rid of that noise. Or another thing is like, there's four units of apartments. Uh, so if someone's doing a washing machine could be a challenge, but if someone's drying, uh, just drying their clothes, the high pass filter, you wouldn't be able to hear that. But if they're washing, sometimes I'll have to pause it depending if it's a spin cycle or something. Or if someone's like mowing the lawn at this apartment or the next one next door, I would probably have to, I just wouldn't record at all. Yeah, so then the 286S uh, has, so the microphone goes into that, then another cord comes out of that, it comes back down to where I am, and then goes into our digital recorder. So I record into a recorder versus a computer for a couple of reasons. Uh, one reason is that, uh, recorders for the most part are more reliable. Well, one is I don't have a desk in here, so there's not really room for a computer. And a digital recorder is very small. I mean, not super small, but like, uh, what is it? Like, uh, I don't know, like the size of half of a brick, the one I have. And uh, so it just goes into that, and then there's an SD card in the recorder. I hit record. You, know, you got to make sure it has batteries. So, so SD record, my... Uh, a digital recorder has batteries on the inside, but I also have it with a US. It's plugged into a power, like a, a kind of thing, same portable charger you charge your phone with. A little bit different, but uh, the main difference being I can back up to the portable, like a, the thing I have charging it, I can do backups to. Uh, but so that just powers a recorder. And ideally, if that battery runs out, the recorder will switch to its own batteries. That doesn't always happen. So I'm usually tending to monitor all that stuff uh, because it has happened in the past where the battery has died and then at the uh, like I didn't charge I don't have the digital recorder batteries fully charged and then I'll lose a recording and it ha- has happened recent like not super recently but uh, but usually I like like I'm monitoring so it's like uh, I lose might lose twenty minutes which kind of stinks but. Um, let's see. So I think that's it about the recorders. And the only other issue in here is like power. It's like my building is older. And so even in my daughter's bedroom, 
in our entire bedroom, there's only two outlets. So there's only four. There's like uh, two outs, like uh, two outlets with uh, two plugs each. And so powering everything has always been a challenge. So, so I have like an extension cord because there's no power in the closet. Uh, that goes like out of the closet behind a bunch of stuff uh, to one of the corners of her bedroom. Uh, so I can power the preamp and the light and uh, the second set of LED lights if I need them. Uh, so that's a bit been a challenge. But that's like the good news is uh, we'll, we'll get to the good news. Uh, but I mean... Uh, so that's like the climbing closet and then the history of like recording equipment, just because I know some people be interested in this. Uh, so when I first started the show, I was recording in here. I don't know, uh, what, maybe I had a microphone stand in here. Oh, also the digital recorder is on a, a very, very inexpensive tripod, like an Amazon basics tripod because the recorder's not heavy, but that keeps it like within arm's length. Uh, also, there's uh, headphones. I think I use the uh, ATR, AT, the Auto Technica something 50X or something are the headphones I have. And uh, they are so well used that, uh, like, all the, the it's down to like the raw material and the ear pads. Uh, but they're very comfortable headphones, especially because I have to wear them the whole time I'm recording, which can be like two hours. And then you always need headphones to have a flat response for recording. Uh, so, like, compared to consumer headphones that might add some bass or some, like, these headphones are known for just uh, being very accurate. Okay, so history recording equipment. So, originally when I started in here, I had a borrowed mic and a borrowed digital recorder, and that was it. Uh, and it was a boom mic. It was an NTG2, uh, I think. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was it. Or the NT, yeah, the NTG2. And it went into a DR40. I still have the DR40, which is a type of digital recorder. Uh, so no preamp, uh, just using the uh, uh, boom condenser mic and... Uh, into the DR40. It, 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 I mean, hearing back the old stuff... Uh, it does lend itself to um, like a ba- some hiss and stuff, but not having a preamp. But uh, it worked at the time. And like when I tell people, just get started with whatever you can. Like I borrowed stuff and I used that for a long time until I actually was dropped the DR40 and I had to buy a new one. And for, for the person, then I returned to the new one and the mic to the person. And then got the one I dropped repaired. And then I kept using that. And then I bought um, I bought a mic that I still use for other things, the ATR2100. I think that was the next mic it went to. Now, the problem with that was, like, it's a dynamic mic, so it needs even more gain. And so running that into the ATR2100 just didn't, I mean, into the DR40, it couldn't pick up enough gain to even hear me. I think I probably recorded one or two episodes like that. So then I bought like a really inexpensive uh, preamp uh, that wasn't made for a digital recording that I still use at the live shows, actually. Like a preamp you would use for a microphone, like or like a guitar, if you're just starting out playing guitar, like a really, like a $30 preamp. And it did have a, a, a tube in it, and it, it gave me the gain I needed. 
it to power the ATR2100 and to get good sound out of that. And the ATR2100 at the time was like a $35 mic. It demand has pushed it up to like a $70 or $90 mic. Uh, it does have a lifetime warranty, and it's great for doing interviews. And I still use the ATR2100 actually for live shows that I'm producing myself into the same preamp uh, that I like bought because uh, it made, it's just easy to record uh, and it's great for Skype interviews and stuff. Like I said, uh, then at some point I, uh, uh, we sold the t-shirts. I don't know what year that was. Uh, 2015, maybe, maybe 2014. Yeah, Cause I still wasn't happy with the sound with the HR 2100. I was like, this is good, but it's not, like, I was like, this isn't the sound I want for the show. And then we raised some money, and that enabled me to buy a new mic uh, and the DBX-286S, a uh, nice preamp. And then I got a condenser mic, which was very nice, and that was an NT1, I think, uh, Rode. Uh, so the same company made the NTG, but this was more of a vo- voice over a condenser mic. And so I started using that with the DBX-286S. That was a very, very nice mic, uh, and it had warm sound just like I wanted. Uh, And we used that mic for a while. The only issue with that mic was because it was a condenser, because I'm in an apartment, uh, it just could never get the settings quite good enough uh, to, like, where it was loud enough uh, in the gain when I'm recording it. And I could be close enough to the mic. but that it didn't have all the background noise uh, that we tend to pick up in, in like, uh, just living in, I mean, because it's, like, uh, not just the other four apartments, but I have, you know, other outdoor noises uh, that that was just sensitive enough to pick up. And then so I said, oh, what am I going to do? And actually, when I decided to try to find something new, it just happened to be at Thanksgiving or before, right, right around the holidays, and uh, so then I tried this uh, beta, sure beta 87A. I think that's what it is. Because uh, I saw Marco Arman was like, oh, this isn't what I use, but it, my, my wife Tiffany uses a really great uh, overall podcasting mic if it suits your voice. Because there's a lot of different mics. So then I went with this one and I've been with it ever since because it's like a small condenser. So it gives, still gives a warm, creaky, dulcet tone. Yeah, but it doesn't pick up quite as much as the the um, the other condenser I had. So I guess it's a history of, uh, I think that's a history of all the recording stuff, right? And I think it's important for me to honor that this closet is where uh, the podcast is really born. I'm really grateful for this closet and, and that it worked out so well. And then the, the podcast is m- moving where I record it. And uh, ideally the next, I mean, uh, you'll probably hear these out of order and the sound should not, the transition should be pretty smooth uh, because there's so much post work uh, that with the noise reduction, I don't think it'd be able to tell between the two closets, but I'm moving the podcast to a smaller closet uh, uh, because I'm moving uh, to, to, to like about two miles away from where I currently live. And uh, that place, like I was looking, 
And that wasn't one of my major things, but it was like places I've been looking to try to move uh, that has been a factor. And this place uh, had uh, a, 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 like not a walk-in closet, but a big closet in the and it had a big closet, you know, like a bedroom closet. And I said, okay, that's possible. Then it had like an outdoor. It doesn't have a garage, but it has like a like a shed. Not quite like a shed, but uh, like a step below a shed, uh, like where you could put your bikes and, and your boxes, uh, like a storage, I guess. Yeah, but that was a little bit too dusty. I said, eh, that won't work. Um, and then it has these, the, the place has these very, this very narrow staircase, like a half staircase or something. And it ends up, uh, the underneath the staircase is open. Now it's, it's, it's thinner. Yeah, but, but I've been testing it out, and uh, I think it's going to work great. Like, and, and the cool thing is, anybody that's listening for a long time is uh, that above me now, I think, like I haven't recorded there, will be the quilt uh, that the listeners made for me. So the quilt will have this place of honor as uh, the sky above the podcast. So that's going to be really cool. Yeah, but I want to talk about moving, and I know anybody that's been through moving – especially in an area like the Bay Area, uh, you, like it's not always easy. But for me, it's like uh, it's been this, uh, it, like uh, th- there's a lot of my life tied into this current place I'm in. And so I just want to talk about that. Like, So this will be like a little bit of a personal journey part of the show. So let me talk about why I had moved. Well, one reason is my daughter is in middle school now. And we live in a really, the current place, I mean, anywhere in the Bay Area, most, for the most part, you're going to live somewhere pretty modest. And I kind of accepted that a long time ago, that uh, it wouldn't have anything like, uh, like, like, a, like a, you know, it's like a choice between staying here or moving somewhere and having a house. Like, you'd have to move somewhere else. Or like, you know, like uh, the, the yard and the bedrooms and the whole nine yards. uh and so I've accepted that, but this place is pretty, like, more than modest, like, uh, and so my daughter has her own room, but my bedroom's always been in the living room, and that kind of makes it hard for uh, friends to come over and stuff, and it, it may, may be less hard on her than me in saying, well, I don't want to embarrass my daughter, and whatever, like, uh, be like, your dad, uh, like, you only have one bedroom, uh, but not that that is, that's just my own thing, and I'll try to talk around this stuff, because I realize it's not easy, but I'm just trying to be... Uh, real about it a little bit is uh, just one thing I avoided. And I said, well, I'd like to live somewhere where we just have a little bit more space uh, that she can have friends over to come over and hang out, especially now she's in middle school. And so that was one part of the move. The other part of the move was like, since I went to the podcast full time, uh, my daughter's school used to be on my way to work. uh, And now it's not. Obviously, I work from home. And that became an issue is like, uh, because I wasn't dropping my daughter off and then going to work, uh, it, even though her school is literally like two miles away or three miles away as the crow flies, uh, it was like an hour round trip every day in like an hour just to get to, to her to school and back, uh, with a lot of stuff that's got to get done for the podcast. Just wasn't a great use of my time. Uh, and we just want to be closer to our school and stuff like that. So those are like kind of the main motivations. It's like, can we have a little bit more space? Uh, 
And can we be a little bit closer to our school? And so I've been looking for a long time and uh, being patient. And uh, I'm in a good, good position to be, you know, when you're not in a rush, uh, makes it a lot easier to find someplace. And it was also finding a place that uh, was dog-friendly and uh, that worked for the podcast. And it also was, like, friendly to uh, self-employed podcasters. So those were kind of like uh, uh, slight hurdles, I guess, in finding a place. Because uh, you have places that will take a, to not take dogs. And then you have places that say, wait, what do you do? Uh, what can you, can you uh, like, what's your monthly thing? And how can you verify? So, well... Yeah, so like, uh, it, I don't know, it, it, it made it interesting. But then we found this place, and so I'm really grateful that we were able to find a place uh, that fit those things, a dog-friendly. Uh, the landlord was cool with uh, my situ- work situation. It only had The only other thing in my wish list was like one and a half baths or two bathrooms, like uh Two toilet, you know, basically two bathrooms. Uh, so me and my daughter, that, that's my big dream. Oh, that and having a sauna, which that was definitely not, that wasn't really in the cards, but I said, one day I want to live someplace where I can have a sauna. And then if I'm really dreaming, a hot tub. Now, neither one of those was uh, in the in, in this current search. That's in the dream search. Uh, you know, when gingerbread hit press, it's like 20 50 or something. And it was tough to find a place with two baths. Like uh, the two bathrooms or one and a half baths was like uh, restricted our search with uh, the other issues. But so whatever we found, like uh, it was enough of a bat, like uh, in this place had a closet, which we're calling the Harry Potter closet. I will have to climb under, I think. Uh, I, I still haven't totally finished uh, the soundproofing because i got to use all the stuff that's soundproofing this closet. Uh, but I think it'll be, I think it's going to be great. And I think it's going to be even smaller. And I think one of the important things about this closet is that it uh, it's this place I inhabit, this small, uh, comfortable place that helps me create a small, comfortable place for you. Uh, but I have to look back to uh, like the past uh, five and six years because uh, uh, so hopefully you're settled in here because it hasn't it, like uh, it's been a, quite a journey for me over the past like eight, nine years. Uh, and like so this is the apartment I got sober in and started the podcast in. So it was also a pod- apartment that I was like in before I got sober, but not too long and, uh, so it's like, I guess I have mixed memories uh, with, with this place. It's like I said, it's like always been a little bit, uh, made me feel like I was in a transition place. Uh, but I've been here for six years and say, well, how long are you going to be in a trans transitory phase? Uh, you know, the part of you is like, when are you going to grow up kind of thing? And then the part is not necessarily accurate. It's like, well, I was in this germination stage, man. What do you want from me? I, uh, you know. I want to live in the Bay Area. You know, this is where I call home. So, this, uh, yeah, this is the choices I'm willing to make. And uh, yeah, maybe you have a little bit different, even though you maybe you're my, you're my internal critic. And it's an interesting because I've been able to come to this closet and, and deal with my internal critic in new ways just like that and be like, yeah, we have different value systems. 
And so it's just been a journey to even get to this place, this climbing class. And then the next one, it's like, oh, I'm starting this new journey. And I'm able to uh, be like, okay, have the courage to kind of try to really work hard to find a place and to be like, okay, I just want a little, I want to figure out, you know, what do I need to do uh, to have a little bit more space? You know, what else do I have to have going to ensure that and to say, okay, and uh, is there going to be this kind of sacred place to create the podcast? But yeah, the journey here has been uh, interesting. I mean, you know, like my personal history, um, let's see what I could get into here. It's like, uh, so in whatever, so what is this, 2013, uh, October 2013, I started recording and releasing the podcast, or maybe in September or even August, I started recording it. I, I don't know. Or and maybe in, I'd have to look back at when the BART strike was, but that was when I started. Uh, that was when I decided to start making the podcast, and then moved right into making it. Yeah, but right around then was when, uh, also was at this place where I stopped feeling like I had. Uh, maybe I mean where I became aware. I think a long time I had. Uh, was in a phase of my usage of alcohol where it was like, uh, it was no longer optional. I, I don't think I was aware of that, uh, or I was in denial. Uh, but then somewhere in that fall, I became aware, or maybe it was a little bit earlier than that, but it was somewhere in there, I was like, wait a second. Uh, like I got tired. It really did. I got tired of being tired. I can remember being tired of being tired and being someplace and being like, what am I doing? Like, uh, even if it's, this is not even like a extreme situation, it's just like this daily grind of being like, man, like, uh, why am I buying this or why am I stopping here? And the podcast actually, like, well, we'll, we'll go get into it later. And so as that fall, like, uh, it did, it, it wasn't the podcast in the, the, the sobriety. I don't know. I mean, they, they did meet at some place because it's my life and I was living in. Uh, but then, like, just to, uh, like, uh, I mean, I think probably for a long time it was an issue. I mean, I know that was an issue, but, like, uh, it definitely was something that, like, had reached its apex or, like, the reverse of an apex uh, in the fall. And I'd seen some things and just... Uh, like uh, and and then other people that I said, oh, what am I like? What what is this that I'm in the grips of here? And so by the time the holiday season came, like in December, so I had been making the podcast. And here's a little bit about alcohol. Like some, I know a lot of like, and this is just my story. And uh, you know, I have an issue. Not everybody has an issue. So I know a lot of people like drink to like maybe unwind to say, well, let me have a half a glass of wine before I perform. Or you know one or two, and uh, or you know the the they're able to f function that way. For me, like I could, I would like when I was in, I, in those uh, fall, October, November, and December, I was using alcohol as a motivator. So okay, if you record a podcast episode, then as soon as you're done, you know you can drink. Like uh, it was a night I was alone. It's okay, like record a podcast and then boom, like uh, I'll make sure the fridge is stocked. Uh, and there was only like two times I think I had like a drink or two at dinner. And it, for me, it was like, a, and I don't know, some people might be able to relate to this. It was like, for me, 
it was like this contact thing, like, uh, and of course I didn't have a choice. So I was like, okay, well now that I've got, had contact, uh, with my beverage, I'm not as, I'm already losing focus instantly, but I'm also like focused on, well, can we get this done? Uh, so I can get back to what I do best or what I'm driven to do. Uh, so it was definitely something that was like already getting in the way of the podcast, uh, but not in a way. I mean, addiction's a strong, much stronger force, like uh, uh, most of the time. But I guess the podcast was like something on the scales of things in that in the winter, in December, the scales tipped. It was like, I can't keep, uh, just a lot of things became clear, like uh, that I couldn't keep, like if I kept it down the road I was on. It was uh, not sus- not sustainable, I guess. Uh, like, and I clearly seen. Okay, these are the probable. These are the probable, not even probable. These are the things that are. One of these is going to happen, uh, and the least one is like uh, a shorter existence and a much sadder one. And that was for me like uh, a big realization. I was like, oh, this is the best case outcome. Is a uh, that and I said, okay, like that's a bit like if that's like uh, the brightest outcome, um, you know, combined with all this other stuff, I said, well, things got to change. I guess I can't keep doing this. And I was able to get help, and and and, and that's a message of hope. Uh, was like, uh, there's help, and it's like, uh, usually, like you just go and search on the internet and say, uh, uh, my initials, double A, uh, meetings, do it in your city or your town. And I mean, I live in the Bay Area, which is, I'm very lucky. Uh, so then I was able to say, okay, wow, uh, any time of the day where there's a number you could call and then you can go to a meeting and uh, hear other people's uh, stories and, and share in their experience, strength, and hope. And then you can just start to try to take it, you know, and there's other options you can take too, uh, to say, okay, wait, I need more, I need a little bit more help. Uh, so I was able to, to, to do that with the help. I mean, not on my own for, for sure, but with, uh, the help of, of others and, uh, obviously some good orderly design or some force. Uh, and the nice thing was, uh, when I did stop, uh, uh, that you find yourself with a lot of extra time on your hands. And, uh, I was able to invest that time probably not even now in the most healthy way all of the time. Uh, but, but I was able to invest and say, well, all like, uh, wow, I, I don't like, uh, I, I was able to stay really busy. I mean, I was also able to do a lot of self care and a lot of work, uh, and, you know, not just in a program, uh, but also with therapists, so it's like uh, I had a lot of resources, but I also had the podcast to invest in, and, and it kind of gave me a sense of purpose. And in some strange way, that purpose was parallel to this other thing of like uh, uh, being of service and saying, well, I've been there, I've been through uh, sleepless nights, uh, let me see if I can help. And then it was also, you know, part of my whole journey was like, uh, abandoning my inner child or, or my dreams and hopes and ambitions uh, for, for what I uh, was dr- driven to do. And uh, 
for me to be able to have the courage and, and find the courage to return and say, hey, what, what was that? You want to make a podcast to put people to sleep? You wanted to uh, tell silly stories? Let's try to do that, and I'll try to put the hard work in uh, to, to help you with that and to be there and to follow through and, yeah, to do, oh, wow, that sounds, like, difficult or a little scary. Well, I'll help you. I'll be there while you do that. Oh, wow, you have to ask for money and support. Okay, well, yeah, this, I'll help you do that. Uh, oh, there's people that are going to criticize. Well, I'll, I'll be there. We'll walk through that together. Oh, your internal critic, it turns out, is the biggest. Uh, okay, well, let's try to figure out some strategies. And so, like, uh, this closet, this climbing closet has really been kind of a crucible. Uh, I guess like a padded, padded crucible. Uh uh, like a padded crucible where uh, the podcast is formed. Uh, and and I, so it's like I've changed as a person. Actually, I mean, I guess I've changed. Uh, I don't know if I've changed as a person has more become myself more. I've changed my behavior for sure. And not just about uh, uh, drinking, but I mean, I was never someone that could put like consistent work in, even if it was as simple as, when I first started the podcast, writing every day, and if it was just five minutes a day, every day, until like, uh, or like being like, you know what, we got to get this podcast done before we go to bed, or oh, let's get up early and respond to those emails, or oh, let's, this is outside of our comfort zone, this, 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 and this, so let's just step outside our comfort zone uh, to try to promote the podcast or to try to make the podcast sustainable. Or then as a podcast has kind of grown and is still growing to say, well, now let's define these boundaries better and we'll have to say no. Or we'll have to say, no, this isn't working. This isn't sustainable or cut this bank. So, like, I guess I've been able to be, like, a little bit more mature and to support that part of me uh, to kind of reparent myself uh, it, so that I can be myself in some weird way, like... Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. So it's really been a pleasure to, to be working with you, Closet. Uh, and I'll mi- I guess I'll miss you. I've been in denial, I guess, that I'm going to miss you. Uh, but I, I think spiritually, I'll be taking you with me. Uh, I hope, and I hope that whatever piece of you I can't take with me, because I can't really, because I don't own this, uh, still be a renter, you know, for a while. But, uh, you know, I can take you forward, but thank you so much. And those of you that are listening, thank you so much because, uh, you know, you, whether you're new uh, or you've been here for a while, like, uh, I don't know, I couldn't do it without you. And, uh, yeah, thank you, thank you, uh, thank you for your uh, support and respect and uh, for being along on this journey. Uh, I really treasure it. I'm really grateful, really. Yeah, thanks. I want to thank everybody who reviewed the show on Apple Podcasts. As Sleepy CC says, cured my insomnia. Not only did it work for me early on, but listening to it every night, I've been able to uh, condition myself uh, to fall asleep when I hear Scoots' voice. Uh, after only a bit of a mo- over a month of nightly listening, it can even use this for naps, uh, something I couldn't do before. Thanks, Scoots. Thanks, CC. Uh, book, book nerd 2000 has the pretty, uh, standard advice uh, that a lot of people get works, even if you dislike it. Every time I listen to this, I think this isn't going to work. I'm going to have to turn this off. Uh, 
I need to quiet scoots down, but an hour or so later I wake up and all my lights are on. Since the podcast put me to sleep, I didn't turn them off. Uh, so I both dislike it and it works. Uh, then Shuvi, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, too much self advertising. Uh, uh, maybe this is a new listener. I uh, wouldn't be as annoyed uh, as uh, how much the show devotes to promos. Also, maybe it might be listening on a platform that we don't uh, have anything to do with advertising. Uh, but uh, either way, it keeps. I mean, it keeps the show going. It's only or we could do. It. But uh, it's meant to help people fall asleep. Uh, uh, but making them uh, listen to help the show is uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, without support, the show just can't exist. It's only free. Uh, because of the people that support the show and the sponsors and the people that support the sponsors is, is why the show's free. So we have all those people to thank. Thank you. Uh, the best podcast I don't listen to, one thirteen fourteen pk uh, Love to help you lend and uh, put me to sleep. It's been a lifelong struggle, and this is a huge help. Uh, Atticus Finch uh, the fourth uh, says, uh, Comforting plus odd equals just right. Uh, Scoots is my buddy. If you make it past the intros and actually get the stories, well, pretty pretty darn great. And uh, Scrimps is a uh, t- t- Chuck Tingle fan because it says Scoots is a true buckaroo. Uh, thanks, buckaroo. I've had a few rough months. Uh, um, I've had rough several months, and uh, Scoots' voice in the Deep Dark Night has been one of my truest and most reliable friends. Uh, this podcast has been gentle, gentle respectful, caused cuddled as easy me to sleep but when I can sleep. And the company keeps my brain from tripping down. Uh, uh, those wild spirals on nights sleep is elusive uh, for six months now. My most sincere thanks. Uh, Platababo says, I love Cloud Tower. Uh, I don't even mind going up in the air. More like that, please. I love podcasts in general. Thanks. Uh, Quirvy116 has confused my brain uh, and uh, made me tear up. Uh, so those are reviews. Thanks, everybody. If you want to review the show uh, an Apple Podcasts, if that's what you use, just open your app on your phone or uh, use iTunes on your desktop. Uh, another thing you can do is actually yes or no if you find the review uh, relevant, uh, which is also a huge help if you're, you know, you're sitting around bored. Uh, I think that might be only on desktop on iTunes. Because uh, sometimes people, uh, you know, my, some reviews might be kind of relevant, but some are not. Uh, they're just people kind of uh, like I could see the stuff. Like, yeah, well, it's too many ants. Well, that might be uh, relevant or irre- irrelevant, but uh, people that just don't accurately hear the show. So you could do that on Apple Podcasts or iTunes uh, if you have time and you want to do that. That's a big help. Uh, and that's it. Sleeping Me is made possible by our listeners uh, who support the show on Patreon through other means and who support our sponsors. Uh, that's what brings you a show. That's what keeps it free. Uh, they are the ones who water. They buy the water and then they water water the plants uh, so the show can be there. They probably even help, uh, you know, get to say, let's pick some tomatoes. And we'll give them out for free. So thank you. Uh, Sleeping Me is part of Night Vale Presents. You can check out all the amazing shows over at nightvalepresents.com. we got a gr- great ones. By the time you hear this, there'll be new, great new shows out too. And what else? So we're also a member of PRX. You can check out all the amazing things they're doing over at prx.org. 
that's it. Uh, let me tuck in. Go ahead. Yeah, get comfortable. Cue up another show if you need it. I'm here all night long if you need to. Need to. Uh, good night. Uh, yeah, here you go. Right there. Yeah, let's buff that pillow up. Okay. <laughs>